Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is Kim Peek. I am your hostess. I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running, triathlon, and all things fitness. And I am just here today to do a quick race week version of the podcast. I wanted to talk today about the golden rules of race day. Several years ago now, I was in amazing shape before all of this breast cancer stuff happened to me. And I was of the mindset that I was ready to have a half marathon PR. Everything was perfect, except for that when I got to the race, a lot of things conspired against me. And that brought about a little rant on Facebook in my Power of Run or on my Power of Run page where I was asking people, what are your pet peeves? What are some things that have happened to you on race day? Maybe they happened to you or maybe they are things that just happened that were totally out of your control, you know, weather, whatever, that messed with your ability to have a PR on that day. And then that led to a discussion about what are some of the other things that go on at race day that you wish that new runners knew. And so I'm going to talk today about a list that resulted from that conversation. I call it the golden rules of race day. But before anybody accuses me of not being supportive or thinks that runners are grumpy, I do want to take a step back and just say that we runners love runners. And we are always happy to welcome people to the runner family. So it's not that anybody's complaining or griping, but there are some things that you just might not be aware of if you haven't been running for long, or maybe you're just out there having such a good time with your friends and it doesn't even occur to you that you could be messing with somebody else's perfect race. So number one, when you get there, You'll notice that there are signs or dividers of some sort. Maybe you have corrals if you're in a bigger race, but they are designed for you to line up with people who will be racing at a similar pace. Faster runners start at the beginning, slower runners toward the middle, walkers in the back, and then often if you have a stroller, they will tell you where you should go. I'm not going to assume that everybody with a stroller is running slow, but at the beginning of that race, you do want to be aware if you have a baby stroller with you or a running stroller, you do want to be aware of the crowded conditions so you're not clipping other people's heels. So faster runners in the back, faster runners in the front, the slower you are toward the back. Line up with people of similar pace because you don't want to be the one that is creating even more congestion. We have a race here in Kansas City that is called the Groundhog Run, and it takes place in the underground tunnels at Hunt Midwest. And I remember one year, it was really hard to get a feel for what paces were, and it's just a super congested, crowded starting area because you're under de- underground in the caves. And I remember one year, I couldn't figure out where I needed to start. And as the gun went off, found myself trapped in a group of 
really, really fast runners, and I was so afraid I was going to get trampled and just had to maintain that pace long enough to get out of the crowd for the crowd to thin out so that I could slow back down to my normal pace. And being forced into a faster pace is also not how you want to start your race. If you've put some thought into your pacing for your race, you want to be able to run at your own relaxed pace that's within the range of what you've trained, not be forced into somebody else's accelerated pace either. Number two, don't come to a dead stop. Do you know the feeling? You're running, 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 and then that person in front of you decides to suddenly stop and tie their shoe or mess with their watch or take a selfie. And when you are running at what is a full pace for you, you have so much momentum going that you do not have time to react to somebody who suddenly stops without warning. And so for your own safety and the safety of others, I would recommend if you need to suddenly stop to try to put a little bit of planning into it, ease over to the right side of the road or the curb or hop up onto the grass, whatever you need to do, mess with your wardrobe, play with your phone, play with your watch, do whatever out of the way of other people because people aren't expecting you to just suddenly stop. And that's for everybody's safety. Another one is do not run more than two across. I know it's super fun to run with a friend and to get into conversations and maybe you have a whole pack of girlfriends that you're running with and it's fun to all stay in a bunch. But when you have made this long line across It's kind of like that old game of Red Rover where everybody's holding hands and little Susie has to come bust through the weak link in the chain. If you're five across or three across and it's crowded again, that does not give the people behind you any room to navigate. If they want to go faster than you or get around you, you're making it really hard. And the day that I had this big issue on the race course was that was my big situation was that I was all set to take it easy the first mile or two and then to take off at my intended race pace. Well, three, four miles in, I still was not able to get to my race pace because I couldn't figure out how to get around pack after pack after pack. I guess it was just a day where there were tons of social runners and everybody was out having a good time wanting to chit-chat. And that is awesome. I have zero problems. If you want to be social when you run and to talk and laugh and have a great time, I absolutely am in favor of that. But if you're running and you're more interested in the talking and the socializing, also be aware of your surroundings because that's really the big thing here. You want to be aware of your surroundings because you don't want to stop. You would hate it if you could not get around somebody and then it ruined your chance for a PR. Guys, that day that is in question here, I was within a minute of my PR and I can go through this whole checklist I'm going through and find instances of almost all of these things where it was just one thing after another. And that's awesome. That is awesome. I love fun runs. I know Disney kind of feels that way sometimes. Disney is a race I would never do with a time goal in mind because that is definitely a race where taking selfies is part of it. 
And I would even say that maybe even some of the rock and roll marathons are more social than serious racing. Not in every case, but I think a lot of people go to those. The year I did Vegas, that was definitely a factor. My friend and client Stephanie and I both went to that. Stephanie was all geared up for a PR. We did the Vegas Rock and Roll. It was an evening race, which was kind of interesting too because it kind of flips your training, your day upside down. You're racing all of a sudden at, I don't remember what time it starts, maybe 7 o'clock. You're racing at night. And so you have to think backwards. When did I eat last? When do I eat? How do you do your meals so that they're timed properly? Anyway, we had signed up for a VIP experience that includes shots, and I was all ready to go have a fun race and drink, and Stephanie was ready for a hardcore PR. And both of those are entirely possible at that race, but you just have to think, how do you want, to, how do you want your race day to go, and how are you going to approach that situation? So I might have had a few shots, and Stephanie waited until after the race because she was being serious about the goal that she had set for herself. So again, just think about what kind of race you have. Be aware that other people might have a different idea than you do about what kind of race it is and be aware of your surroundings. Speaking of being aware of your surroundings, avoid sharing your bodily fluids. I know that if you've done a lot of running, you might have mastered the art of the snot rocket. So if that is your thing, pay attention to who is behind you or what direction the wind is going. Let's be aware of our surroundings so that we aren't splashing our bodily fluids on the other runners. But that also goes for when you're going through aid stations, thinking about the drink that you have. If you are somebody who drinks a few swishes and then tosses your cup, think about where you're throwing your trash. Are you throwing it in the path of another runner? When you throw your cup, are they going to get all wet? Just, again, be aware. You don't want to give somebody a, a Gatorade bath because they're not your coach. You didn't win the Super Bowl There's somebody running behind you trying to have a great day and they might not appreciate that sticky bath. Next, pass on the left. This kind of goes along with one of the earlier ones, but when you're running, think about if you're going to come to a stop or you're going to change paces or you're going to, you're doing a walk run. Generally, we kind of do what we do in traffic. You pass on the left, you slow down on the right. So if you're going to be walking, ease over for your walk break. That kind of goes along with the abrupt stop. If you're doing a walk run and you're the person behind you thinks, oh, they're running right behind you because everybody's doing a 10-minute pace and then all of a sudden your watch goes off and it's time to walk and all of a sudden now you're down to a 20-minute pace, that person might not have time to stop. So kind of look around before you stop and ease over to the right as you're changing your pace. Just another thing you can do to make sure that you aren't going to be trampled and that you're not going to be the cause of somebody else tripping and falling, spraining something, twisting an ankle, breaking a foot, breaking a wrist, whatever. And if 
If you are the cause of something like that or you do spill your Gatorade on somebody, apologize. Everybody's cool. We all love other runners. We understand the accidents happen. So if you crash into somebody or you're trying to pass and you accidentally run into somebody, what if you trip somebody, you knock them down, cut them off? People are so forgiving if you just apologize. Hey, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Just apologize. And then next to go along with that, be gracious. We all make mistakes. If somebody does something to that affects how you're racing, that affects your running, they accidentally jump in front of you when they, they think they have their passing timed out right. Maybe they cut in a little bit too close. Be gracious. We all make mistakes. Nobody is intentionally doing something. Nobody's out to get you. So if some if it does happen and they apologize, be gracious. Assume that it wasn't intentional. Another thing that can really help on race day is lending encouragement to other runners. You might see people holding signs or wearing shirts that talk about a big milestone, a 40th birthday, a 50th birthday. When I finished chemo, I had a shirt on that said something about the fact that my last chemo treatment was the week before, and this half marathon was my celebration of completing chemo. And then on my very first day of chemo, I ran a 5K, and again, I wore a shirt that said something about first day of chemo, celebration. And I got so many fun comments while I was running on both of those, both of those days. A lot of times you also will see people who are running in remembrance of somebody or as a charity runner. And if you're somebody who is chatty while you're running, these are all really great conversation starters and a good way to take your mind off the pain. I suppose that's another tip though, actually, I like to usually, if I start running in a pack with somebody, you know, make some small talk, but that doesn't mean that it's always appreciated. So, you know, if somebody doesn't start talking back or you start picking up the vibe that they'd rather just be left alone, respect that. Understand that some people just want to be in their zone and race. But a lot of times if you're a back of the pack runner, you'll find people who do appreciate the chit-chat and the camaraderie that you find where you have a little bit more time to look around and enjoy the sights. So either way, with that, just know that, again, everybody's running their own race. Be friendly. Be you. But understand that not everybody appreciates all the same things about race day. But we have all experienced a tough race a first race, or a race that marks some sort of a milestone. And I think it's always fun and nice to acknowledge those, be supportive. If you see somebody who looks like they're struggling, you can always do the, hey, good job, nice job, or keep at it, almost there, or, you know, some kind of a nice comment. And I know I've been when in situations where I have had to do a walk run on a race, Maybe I've not trained the way that I wanted to, but I want to go, I know that I can still complete the race if I do intervals of some sort, combination of walking and running. I know that sometimes people will assume that I'm struggling when they see me walking and they lend me all kinds of support. 
And if that happens to you, I would say just take it for what people mean it. Take it for how people mean it, that it is supposed to be something. They're trying to be supportive. They're trying to encourage you. Don't get all negative and self-conscious about it. People are just trying to encourage you because, again, we are all in the same runner family and they are trying to help you finish your race too. Next, be thankful. If you have the breath, if you have the ability to be thankful while you are running, take the time to thank the aid station volunteers and the people who are controlling traffic. We're all fortunate to be such, to be part of a wonderful running community. And it takes a lot of people to put on a race and make the race happen. So if you have the ability, if you're not so exhausted or so in your zone that you can't do these things, wave to the volunteers. Tell them thank you for volunteering. Thank you for their time. Because without those people, most races would not be possible. And even if you're not able to show your appreciation during the race, after the race, you might be able to send a nice email to the race director or post a note about how great their volunteers were on their Facebook page. And my last tip for race day, the golden rules of race day, I've covered a little bit again, but be aware of your surroundings. No tripping, throwing, blocking, or tackling. Just be aware of the personal space, your own personal space and the space around others. And if we all do that, we can get to the finish line safely. I'm sure that you have other tips, other pet peeves, other things that you wish all runners would know and abide by. I would love it if you would share it. Either send me an email or post it in the comments of one of the social media posts so that we can all start talking about what some of the things are that you wish others would do. Race day is full of people who all have exciting life stories. And if you take the time to pay attention to the people around you, to read the signs, to get in conversations, to experience it however you're able to interact with those other people, even while you're focused on your own goal, it can be a, it can be a great experience. So help others be proud of their achievements. Help others succeed. Help everyone get to the finish line happy and safely. And just make sure that your own behavior doesn't hinder the progress of others. I would love to know how your weekend races go. Send me an email at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com or drop by any of my social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. I am at sign power of run. Let's talk running. Thank you so much. For- Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm coach Kim Peak of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. 
power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.